Hey everyone out there, how you doing? Uh, my name is Jeff Benjamin, Senior Columnist with Investment News, and this is Go RIA with Jeff and Chuck. Chuck, how you doing? I'm doing real good, Jeff. How are you? I'm excited for today's first uh, podcast. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Why don't you introduce yourself as uh, my co-chair of, of Go RIA in general and co-host of this podcast? You bet. So I, I am the co-chair and co-host of Go RIA with Jeff, and when I'm not doing that or having cigars with Jeff, I also, uh, my day job is to run Sovereign Financial Group, and we're a relatively recent uh, breakaway RIA firm, uh, mainly with offices in the Northeast. As we're going to do with Go RIA throughout the entire franchise, whether it's articles or podcasts or live streaming or webcast, uh, it's all about helping advisors go independent, whether it's a breakaway or independent in some other form or starting from scratch. Uh, everything we're doing under this brand is about that. It's gonna, we're trying to give the audience as many solid takeaways as they can get. And we're kicking it off with uh, part of a three-part series. We're talking today with Cheryl Penny, Chief Executive of Dynasty Financial. We're going to learn all about that platform, how that platform works, uh, how similar platforms work in the, in the same space, and uh, hopefully we'll cover everything. So Cheryl, how are you doing? Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you, Jeff uh, and Chuck. Uh, appreciate having me on. I'm a uh, longtime uh, reader of investment news and uh, clearly someone who is passionate uh, about the RAA movement. So I'm very excited uh, to be a part of what you guys are embarking on with Go RAA. So thanks so much for having me. All right. Thank you for being here. Let's start it off, Cheryl, with telling us, walk us through Dynasty Financial. I mean, I generally and generically describe it as a as a middle and back office platform, but I'm sure that's an oversimplification. Can you give us, uh, you know, kind of the soup to nuts there? Sure, I appreciate it. I would start just by saying I myself am a bit of a, a breakaway. Uh, I grew up uh, inside of one of the largest wirehouses and helped build and run the private wealth management uh, department there, uh, and left in uh, 2008 uh, to start the journey of building Dynasty. So I I have been through the knothole of a transition, uh, if you will, so I can speak uh, from uh, firsthand experience what it's like to, to start you know, your own business. Uh, but Dynasty uh, is the industry-leading, fully integrated platform uh, for high-end REAs. Uh, we have 50 REAs on the platform now, uh, just uh, north of $75 billion, uh, in assets uh, that are on the platform. Uh, and the easiest way to think about what we do uh, for someone uh, that's contemplating uh, making a move first is to spend a bunch of time uh, educating them. Uh, it's a bit of a different language uh, on the REA uh, side uh, and helping them map uh, their business uh, to understand what it would look like on the REA side, running a P&L uh, analysis so they get to see what the, the P&L uh, would, would look like. And then once they're up and running, uh, what Dynasty does is run, uh, as you said, all the middle and back office, all the integrated technology, uh, all the uh, services around compliance, uh, payroll, uh, support on HR, a lot of the things that advisors typically uh, don't want to spend their time doing because they want to be with clients and getting new ones. Uh, we run uh, all of that infrastructure for them. We also uh, deliver uh, a turnkey uh, asset management uh, platform to help them implement various investment solutions uh, on behalf of uh, their, uh, their end client. Uh, and we have a capital business. So if they need liquidity around launching a business uh, on the debt or the, or, or the equity side, 
uh, we'll provide uh, that uh, liquidity for them. Uh, and then lastly, I would say uh, we provide a community uh, where advisors uh, and, and certainly large advisors, uh, they want to be independent but not alone. Uh, and they want to be in a community of like-minded advisors that are in some ways evolving to CEOs, uh, building very uh, valuable RAAs. Lastly, I, I do want to make this point because there's sometimes there's some confusion out there around different flavors of independence. Dynasty is in the business of empowering an advisor who wants to own their own RAA. So we're helping them set up their own ADV, their own LLC. Uh, they want to be uh, truly independent uh, and think of Dynasty as the scaffolding or kind of synthetic scale that's giving them the support uh, to help them through transition up and running and then building a successful business from there. Chuck, yeah. you were uh, you were a or you are an independent RIA. You made the transition yourself. Where were you when you were at this point of looking for a platform provider like Dynasty or all the services you need? What did you what, how would you look at this situation? How would you look at Dynasty? Would you have a lot sure. of questions? Or Well, I tell you what, this was going back five years ago, and I had a ton of questions, um, which is why I think this podcast and this entire GoRIA series is going to be so valuable. And, you know, let me just start off by saying, you know, what, what Cheryl just referred to as a movement, I, I love that concept, because that really is what this is. It really is a movement, and people really waking up to see that there's a lot of different ways to to go independent. And the RIA space is, is just a really good spot for that. Um, and one thing maybe just to frame this just a little bit more, and this is really through my lens as someone who, you know, five years ago was looking at all these different ways. Uh, I would put out there that there's really three main ways to go RIA, right? You can build your own completely from scratch, which is the route I ended up taking with Sovereign. Or the other end of the spectrum is you can tuck in completely and become essentially an IAR under someone else's RIA. And it seems like what Cheryl's doing with, with Dynasty is doing that in between spot, right? Where you actually have your own RIA, but Cheryl's handling the, um, and Dynasty is certainly handling the middle and back office. Um, and, and maybe I might ask Cheryl too, you know, we hear that term middle office, back office. Um, could, could you put a little more specificity onto that, Cheryl, for the people in the audience? You know, what, what exactly does that entail? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the easiest ways to think about it would be, you know, think of Dynasty as, you know, the Netflix, you know, for the for the high-end RAA, right? So a lot of uh, RAAs, and, we're, you know, we, we support uh, breakaways, and obviously we're talking about here, uh, but also one of our fastest-growing business uh, are already independent RAAs that are coming now to outsource to us uh, because they're getting so much benefit of scale that we provide. Uh, they're kind of tired of toggling around and having five or six different screens and various technology applications that don't communicate with each other. Uh, so we've built uh, one of the industry's first fully integrated offering uh, that uh, integrates everything from CRM to financial planning applications to reporting uh, for, uh, for clients, uh, providing all the support on billing, uh, compliance, marketing, PR, digital marketing, uh, you know, support uh, on uh, M&A uh, if you're looking to add other advisors, uh, transition support uh, of your business as well as new advisors uh, that would join, uh, fully integrated support on uh, writing RFPs on the investment side, helping with investment proposals, 
helping with implementation on insurance, on loans, on structured products, access to investment bank and banking. I mean, it's really, it's a fully integrated private wealth management uh, chassis uh, so that uh, advisors, uh, again, can really focus on their clients and growing their business. Uh, and, and I think an easy way uh, to compare it, you know, Chuck, to what you're saying, we've looked at, so the average RAA on our platform has about a billion five. And we've looked at RAAs in the industry that, that have launched their own firm without uh, a platform, without uh, outsourcing to a firm like Dynasty. On average, uh, our firms that we support have five less people, uh, which means their fixed cost is lower. Uh, and obviously, with $75 billion of aggregate buying power on our platform, we're getting a lot of the third-party you know, vendors you know, at a different, a different scale. Uh, so when you put that together, uh, what we found is the firms that we support versus those at the same size on a standalone basis uh, the firms that are powered by Dynasty are 600 basis points more profitable, uh, and they have more time to grow uh, because they don't have to manage as many people or manage 60 different vendors uh, that they could have outsourced to an integrated platform like Dynasty. Right. Now, that makes a ton of sense. Um, what about compliance? Is that the one aspect that the RIA is still then responsible for, or do you guys have a solution for that too? Yeah, we, we provide uh, integrated uh, into our desktop uh compliance uh, technology to help uh, make it a bit color by numbers in terms of support uh, for the for the advisors. Uh, we have a whole host of uh, compliance consultants uh, that are on the team here. Uh, but at the end of the day, again, we're supporting advisors owning and operating their own business. Uh, they'll have people, you know, on their side that are ultimately responsible for signing, signing off uh, from a compliance perspective. We're not uh, a chief compliance officer. Uh, we are the support, the scaffolding uh, to help that person ultimately put the, the firm in, in the right uh, place to make the right decisions on behalf of the business. Right. That, that makes a lot of sense. So would it be fair to say then essentially you guys are taking everything off the plate except for that compliance aspect, but perhaps you can plug them in with the right people to help them with that as well? Yeah, I mean, it's really customized. I mean, it's, it's it, somebody, you know, might say, look, part of my secret sauce uh, would be, you know, I want to manage portfolios uh, for, for their clients. Uh, or maybe they want to do something in, the, in kind of a, a core large cap growth, large cap value, and then use our platform uh, to outsource uh, maybe international or alternatives. Uh, and then there's other advisors, uh, Chuck, that come in uh, and they want to hire us to be the OCIO. Uh, so in addition to outsourcing all the you know, operational and technology component, uh, they want to outsource investments and they can do that. So it's really a function of what the advisor team needs. Uh, at the end of the day, I like to tell advisors, and again, I've spent the bulk of my career uh, in the trenches with advisors working with their, their top clients. What I've observed is that high net worth, sophisticated clients will really at the end of the day pay for two things quality of advice and quality of service, right? And most everything else is in the process of being commoditized. Uh, and if you can tech enable and scale various aspects of your middle and back office to free you up uh, to provide uh, better advice or to invest in your professional development, which will allow you to provide better advice uh, or to invest your money in service uh, individuals uh, to deliver you know, better service or invest in technology to deliver better service, I think the firms that get that right on the front end are the ones that are going to grow disproportionately to, to their peers, 
who might spend 70, 80% of the work week on middle and back office related issues that at the end of the day don't make a huge difference uh, to their clients or really help them grow their business. Cheryl, it sounds like you have potentially, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, some kind of an a la carte option there, right? Yeah. So of all of our businesses, the, the, the business that uh, uh, is not a la carte is our core business, the core services, the integrated technology. And these are the things that advisors are going to need all of the components uh, to run their business. What is a la carte uh, would be utilizing the investment platform. Uh, so advisors can choose to engage uh, there or not. Unlike a lot of advisors uh, in their current environment, if they're in a larger a more captive uh, firm. They pay for a lot of services, whether they use them or not. Uh, on, on the independent side, you know, you're paying for implementation on a TAMP uh, only when uh, you need them or use them. And then similarly on the capital side, while two-thirds of our advisors are using us uh, for some form of capital support, uh, they certainly don't have to. Again, these are independent business owners. The fundamental difference is they go from working you know, for the organization that they're at uh, to uh, owning and operating their own firm where we uh, as a wealth tech and service provider work for them. Uh, so it, it's, it's, it's integrated, it's there. The other thing I would say is, is it's, it's only forever if they want it to be. Uh, the beauty of, of, of our space is any resource partner uh, or vendor that you would hire, if at any point you feel like it's not in the best interest of your business, you can, you can make that change. Uh, without any question of who owns clients, right? Once you go independent, it's typically the last move that anyone ever makes. I mean, there there really are no uh, breakback brokers, right? It doesn't go back the yes. other way. Uh, you I don't think read about, a movie called Breakback. Yeah, well, you don't. <laughs> you context, don't but yes, you don't. You don't read about advisors uh, going back to captivity, right? It, it, it's a one-way movement uh, that is only accelerated over time with larger and larger uh, advisors making the move. And, and frankly, we think it's, on, it, it's only going to accelerate into the future. You know what? I, I would be really curious if there's a, actually an example of someone that left a wirehouse, either joined or started an RIA, and then went back to the wirehouse. Do, do you think there's even one example of that? I've been, I've been doing this now. This will be our 13th year. Dynasty's moved hundreds of advisors to independence. I don't know of anyone that's moved more billion-dollar breakaways than, than Dynasty. So we, we've been following the space very closely. Uh, at scale, in terms of like a $500 million-plus uh, RIA, uh, I cannot think of one that has ever gone back. I tell you what, if, if there is one listening to this, please let us know, because that would be a great episode. It's almost like if you guys are skiers, Cheryl, do you ski much at all? Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of time to, to ski, but I know skiers, yeah. so go ahead with the analogy. <laughs> so the analogy was this. I was at a conference, um, actually the Raymond James conference just um, last week, and uh, it was a bunch of RIAs, they're all put together, and they asked me that question, you know, do you know of anyone that went RIA and then decided to go back to the, the broker-dealer world? And I said, I, I really just don't. And I said, look, here's the deal. So my kids have been skiing since they were three years old uh, and they're both teenagers now. And we very intentionally did not bring them out west. We, we live in Connecticut. So we're Northeast skiers, you know, the slush, the, uh, the sleet, the, the ice. So we very intentionally did not bring them out to Utah uh, until they were about 10 or 11, right? Once they were really acclimated and used to skiing in the Northeast. So the first time we took them out was actually to Deer Valley in March, beautiful conditions, you know, no sign of ice whatsoever. And they were like, geez, you know, why, why have we have not come out here before this? 
And, you know, it would be almost like that, right? Going like to really great powder, beautiful conditions, sunshine, and then going back to Killington on an ice snow day or rain day, even worse. Uh, it, I think it's almost like that. Yeah, I think that's a good analogy. I'll, I'll even, I'll put some, some numbers to it, right? So I had a conversation just today uh, with a team that uh, is considering, uh, you know, launching their own firm, breaking away. By the time the dust settles, a lot of advisors say, well, I have a high 40s or 50% payout. But then you go through and have the conversation, well, how much are you, uh, you know, paying for your staff that you don't get reimbursed on? Or how much of your T&E uh, is, uh, you know, do you not get reimbursed on? Uh, and there's other miscellaneous. So this uh, advisor ended up being about a 42% payout by the time uh, the dust settled in terms of things that, are, uh, that they're contributing to and, and not getting re reimbursed on. Uh, we did uh, a simple analysis looking at what it would look like if they were to go independent. Uh, their fixed cost is their staff and their real estate. Their variable cost is either 65 different vendor balls or Dynasty because we provide an integrated uh, stack for them. Uh, very conservatively, uh, they came out to about 62%. The average at Dynasty is mid-60s, uh, so uh, they had a slightly lower ROA, but still 62% versus 42. So they basically get a 50% pay raise uh, to make the, the, the transition. Uh, they then can sell their business. They're thinking about succession five, six, seven years down the road uh, at long-term capital gains tax uh, at a higher multiple than they'd be able to get from selling into one of the sunset uh, you know, opportunities uh, in, internally. Uh, get cutting edge technology, have freedom to manage uh, their business, their employees service the clients the way they want while making a significant higher income. So if you understand that to be the case, and by the way, we're averaging 90 days uh, to get to 90%, and within six months, we're averaging actually over 100% of assets transitioned at Dynasty over the last 13 years. So if you know your clients are going to follow you, uh, and you're going to make that much more income, have that much more net worth and enterprise value at the end of the day, have happier clients, happier employees, then to your point about the analogy about skiing in the great powder, why would you ever want to go back? I mean, you, I don't think you couldn't be more right. So, you know what, you mentioned a good thing too. Let's, we talk a lot about how great the RIA space is for the advisor, and it is, right? I'm, I'm a big fan, of course. What about from the client's perspective, right? I think there's a lot of benefit there as well. And you know, one of the articles that probably got the most traction that I wrote for Investment News was called True Net Payout. And, and what kind of the thesis of that was is, you know, you go RIA, you get a higher payout and everyone loves that. But let's look at it also from the client's perspective, right? It's my belief that a lot of these expenses and a lot of the, if you will, fat in the, uh, the BD space is in the asset management sector, right? So. I have found much better, much lower cost ways of implementing our asset management in-house than you could ever do at a broker-dealer. Can, can you speak to that a little bit, Troll? Absolutely. And again, I, I have uh, you know, been in thousands of, of, of end client meetings over the course of my career supporting advisors, you know, onboarding large prospects or just part of you know, client, client meetings. And what I've seen is really what a family office model, the ultra wealthy for the last hundred years have received what I call the triangulation of advice. And we actually have, have uh, uh, trademarked this concept, which is uh, the uh, advice is given completely separate where safe custody occurs and then separate again uh, from where products are manufactured uh, and delivered. 
And then you have technology that ties that experience, whether it's reporting, right, or service-related technology for the family office and ultimately the end client. If you think about what the RAA movement has done in large part, and certainly a firm like Dynasty, is helped to democratize a triangulation of advice. So that now you could have a million dollar client uh, that is covered by an RAA sitting up in my home state of Maine uh, that has $75 billion of buying power behind them now uh, to go out and provide just advice to the client in a non-conflicted way, safely custody their assets at any of the large custodians that are out there that don't uh, have uh, balance sheets where they bet against clients, right? which a lot of the large firms do, uh, and then go out to any of the product manufacturers at scale uh, and have them compete on implementation on asset management, insurance, capital markets, trading, lending, whatever it might be. And I can tell you, again, having had these conversations many, many times with, with the end client, with advisors, it's about 45 seconds when you go through that triangulation of advice where the end client says, why wouldn't why wouldn't everyone want this, right? It totally resonates. So if I'm at, you know, pick a firm, you know, I'm not going to use a name, but, you know, a, a large wirehouse that maybe has an affiliated bank or they're owned by a bank, if I want to go and quote unquote shop alone, uh, or if I want to go shop at a trade, you know, whether it's derivative trade, a 10B51 transaction, or I want to hedge a concentrated position, I only have one choice. I can go to the to the sales desk at my internal capital market desk, or I can go to the lending team at the bank, right? I can't go out and shop five or six different desks, you know, on that trade. I can't go out and shop four or five different uh, lending opportunities. Uh, and when clients understand that they have more choice, which creates, you know, more, uh, you know, flexibility and structure on a loan or better pricing or better execution, you know, sophisticated clients get that. And then they also like the fact that they can have cutting edge technology that the advisor can deploy in a way that meets the specific needs of how they want to service their client. They don't have to use technology that maybe is, is dated, but rightfully so, was built to service 15, 18, 20,000 advisors. They can really curate and build a technology stack that works specifically for the way they want to serve as clients. And when the end client experiences that, uh, you know, part of why uh, this space is growing so fast on the RA side is clients talk and they're telling, you know, their friends at, you know, at the, at the country club or wherever it might be, uh, the benefits of working with their independent advisor. And so much of this movement, I hear this from advisors all the time, it's client-led. Clients are now starting to ask advisors, you know, in captivity or at wirehouses, why are you not starting your own firm? Why are you not becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, that's how I made my money. Why wouldn't you do it? Uh, and more and more of the calls that we're receiving at Dynasty uh, are coming uh, around that catalyst where an advisor says, my client's asking, I feel like I need to stick my head up and get educated. Uh, and why I think you're going to have, you know, such a, a strong uh, viewership and, and people tuning in and listening to go RAA because they need to have great resources to get educated. Hey, uh, Cheryl, can you tell us how the fees are set up on your platform and, and maybe if you know anything about how other platforms do it? Sure. Yeah, for, for us, and, and I, you know, I can't really speak to other platforms. You know, D Dynasty, is, as far as I know, is, is the only fully integrated platform, right? So you mm -hmm. could go out and hire 
a marketing agency or you could try to go find a TAMP or a compliance consultant or someone to do your billing or, you know, on and on and on. But we do 25 different things in a fully integrated way for advisors that want simplicity, they want integration, they want one partner to kind of help them kind of uh, in, a, in a turnkey way. Uh, and to do that, uh, we charge uh, basis points on assets or percentage of revenue. Uh, it's totally up to the advisors uh, mm -hmm. on which uh, they prefer. Uh, we obviously, our finance team structures in a way that it's essentially the same for us, uh, so it doesn't matter. Uh, for whatever reason, two-thirds of the advisors have picked basis points, uh, which is more typical, I guess, on the REA side. But some advisors, when they're breaking away because they think about percentages of revenue, uh, they'll, they'll tend to want to think that way. But uh, it usually starts uh, uh, somewhere around 17.5%, uh, and then tiers down, it can go below 10 at certain sizes. Uh, but the important point is there, there are no other costs, right? So you don't then go pay for a reporting tool uh, or, or uh, compliance support or marketing support or whatever it might be. That includes, you know, the 110 people as an extension of your team that are sitting here at Dynasty, uh, in addition to all of the third-party, uh, you know, resources that that we deploy uh, on behalf of uh, the advisor and, and utilization, obviously, of all of our proprietary technology and services and programs that we've built here over the last 13 years. The other thing I want to ask is, is, is as Chuck knows, going independent is is kind of a delicate walk. You you got to obviously keep a lot of things to yourself and you got to time everything properly. At what point does uh, somebody who's planning to go independent come to a firm like yours and start is that is that one of the first things you do or is it halfway through the process or or what? Yeah, it's a good question, Jeff. I think it really depends on the individual. Uh, we've had, uh, at this point, we've been doing this a long time, we've had uh, people call us first. We've had uh, some people have called us later in the process and maybe wish that they'd called us uh, sooner. Uh, but uh, I think perhaps one of the most important things that I would say to an advisor is make sure you talk to your peers. Uh, obviously, you know, to your point around confidentiality, uh, you want to be careful uh, you know, who, who you're you know, talking to. You don't want to have anything shared. But that peer-to-peer -peer, uh, feedback, I find to be, I find to be very valuable. Uh, going out and talking to the custodians, uh, you know, interviewing a, a platform uh, partner like ours to decide if you want to do it in partnership with someone versus, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Chuck, maybe you're just a rugged individual, right? Where uh, some people want to build their own home. You know, for me, I'm the type of person who hires a really high-quality general contractor and try to manage a general contractor to get it done on time and on budget. Uh, and that's really what Dynasty is, is a general contractor that helps to do it. But I respect the fact that some people, you know, like to, to, to do it to do it on their own. I will say on average, uh, and I was just asked this question recently, uh, we're running about six months uh, from when somebody would engage in a conversation with us uh, to get educated. They're usually educated within... Uh, two to three months. It, it, it most typically, almost always, involves a trip, uh, in which we host people. You know, we pay to fly them into St. Pete. Not a bad time of year to come down and visit us here, uh, and to spend a day with the team here. And then once they decide, okay, we're going to move forward on it. Uh, you know, the things that take a little bit of time is setting up an ADV. That can take a couple months. Uh, getting the logo and marketing and naming. 
uh, getting the employment agreements and equity uh, structure and documents and things like that set up, just administrative in nature. We've done it so many times. We lead the advisors through a decision tree around it. Uh, but that usually takes, once someone signs up and decides to work with us, uh, we have done it as, as, as soon as two months, as soon as the ADV is ready. Uh, but ideally for us, it's another three to four months of glide path, if you will, uh, to, when the, to when the firm then goes out and, and launches their RIA. Okay. I tell you, that, that's one of the best things about the RIA space. There's, there's so many choices and it's so competitive. You know? If I may ask uh, a two-part question here, one is just that level of specificity on your tech stack. Like what, what exactly would be the choices, something, someone plugging into your platform, what technology could they choose? And then the other question, as I'm listening to this entire um, discussion today, is is it common or does it happen where someone comes to you, they build, you know, you're doing the heavy lift to get them set up with their ADV, get them onto the custodial platform, get them onto the tech platform, and then they just leave. If, if you could speak to that a little bit, I'd be curious if that happens and, and how you uh, how you handle that. Sure, uh, I'll speak to the uh, to the technology question first. I appreciate both questions. So. Uh, go back about uh, 13 years ago when we started the journey, you know, we were really focused on uh, building uh, with open APIs to take advantage of some of the best-in-class technology that was out there because when, as you, I'm sure you both know, when you talk to advisors, uh, most would take, you know, B-level capability with full integration or close to full integration versus A-level, you know, functionality of the various tech stack components with no integration, right, because it's just not as efficient uh, for them to run their business. So we said, why settle? Uh, let's go out uh, and build a fully integrated offering for a high-end REA that had best-in-class capability leveraging open APIs uh, and put it into a singular desktop. The other you know, big missing piece that we found is most all of the, you know, when you looked at legacy wealth technology, it was built for an employee advisor model, right? Whether it was an independent broker-dealer or wirehouse or a bank, there wasn't uh, much technology that had been specifically developed for a business owner who happened to be an advisor, right? Which is really what what an RIA uh, is. So, uh, building uh, tools like uh, you know uh, reporting software for a CEO to look at uh, you know budgets and business planning and business valuation. Uh, we have a, a CEO dashboard that we've developed, and we. Uh, had to build a whole host of proprietary desktop uh, uh, measurement uh, vehicles around digital marketing campaigns. And so we built a whole series of uh, technology uh, and tools uh, that were specifically designed for a business owner advisor. And then we integrated that alongside of all of the client connectivity tools. Think of CRM, financial planning, uh, and then integrated that alongside of uh, the more traditional asset management uh, tools, tra traders, trading tools, rebalancers, uh, TAMP, et cetera. So we've integrated the client connectivity with asset management and business management tools and then built a whole data lake underneath of it uh, to bubble up data in such a way that helps an advisor make better business decisions, better connect with their clients, uh, and create better outcomes on the, on the portfolio front. Far, as far as I know, uh, we have the only... Uh, integrated offering in the REA space that does all of those things in one uh, central uh, place uh, for for an advisor with that level of integrated technology. If I may just interject just for a second, so is all the technology proprietary or are you utilizing um, third parties like you know an Orion or Tamarack or is it all proprietary stuff at, at uh, Dynasty? 
No, it's a combination. So what's proprietary, Chuck, is the wrapper. Uh, so the desktop, the integration. So we don't, if an advisor uh, wants to, to utilize uh, InvestNet, who have been a great uh, partner of ours for a long period of time, uh, Bill Kreger is on the board of, of Dynasty, have been great partners, uh, or if they want uh, to use uh, other uh, reporting uh, tools uh, like an Adapar or a Black Diamond, they've both been great uh, partners for a long time. Uh, those things are integrated inside of the Dynasty desktop and alongside of the uh, host of proprietary uh, technology that we've developed. You know, we looked at it and said if there's great scaled tools that are out there that advisors like, we'll integrate it. Uh, and where there, there wasn't, in particular, as I said, really around these business applications, there we'll deploy our developers uh, and we'll build it. So it's a combination of proprietary uh, and third party, but all integrated uh, in a seamless way on the on the Dynasty desktop. To the question about, you know, has, uh, has anyone ever unplugged? We have had uh, a few uh, over the years, and, and I do candidly think uh, that uh, is one of the benefits of working with Dynasty, because if you ever get to a point, uh, for whatever reason, uh, where, you know, you want to uh, try your hand at, at, at running you know, the business fully on your own, you can. Uh, what's interesting, and we've just we've only had a few that have unplugged over the years. Uh, they're actually now, uh, Chuck, to your question, they're starting to come back. Uh, and advisors, and we've never had an RAA that outsourced to us uh, ever leave. Uh, so they've kind of seen the movie, I guess, on the other side. Uh, but we have had a couple uh, breakaways. We've uh, launched them, set them up. Uh, and then they said, let's try our hand at doing it you know, fully on our own. And what we're hearing from those advisors that are coming back is they had to go hire more staff uh, to do all the things that we were doing on their behalf. Uh, and they ha now had to manage you know, a whole vendor stack uh, on their own. And they lost all the proprietary technology and tools that they were getting from us, our intellectual capital of our people. Uh, and then the last thing we hear is they miss the community. Uh, being able to be in this community of like-minded advisors is uh, is very powerful. So uh, I like I like the fact that we have to stand and deliver on behalf of our clients, the advisor, uh, in the same way that they have to stand and deliver on behalf of their clients. But historically, we we lost uh, very few. Uh, but if somebody wants to unplug and try it on their own, I actually think it's you know a valuable part of our model is they have that optionality. Hey, uh, Cheryl, I just have one final question for you, then we'll let you get back to your busy job there in St. Petersburg. Um, obviously, this is a competitive space, the, the one you're in. Um, and, and platforms like Dynasty weren't always as developed as they are and sophisticated. What do you see as the evolution of these, these platforms? I mean, what's next to keep, to keep the competition going? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. We started the business, you know, I remember somebody asking me, uh, and it may have been uh, investment news uh, back in the day, you know, how big could this, you know, platform uh, services model get, you know, for the REA space? And my answer back then is uh, I'm not sure because we were the only, the only show in town. So it wasn't, you know, just how, how big can Dynasty get? But over time, I was hopeful that we'd inspire others uh, to come into the space, uh, which would grow the whole you know, integrated outsource model. Uh, you probably saw recently we acquired uh, True Clarity. Uh, uh, who was in the space providing, in some ways, some similar services. And there are others that really uh, you know, want all the benefits of independence but maybe don't want to run their own firm. 
Uh, and we get you know quite a number of calls from advisors that uh, say, look, can you help connect us to other REAs uh, that are on your uh, platform, you know, in our geography, uh, where we could look to go join, and they can join those firms. Uh, oftentimes, get equity uh, in the firm, get all the benefits of being independent, but not necessarily have to run their own their own business. Which is why I think, in large part, you've seen the M and A uh, growth not just be uh, in the ecosystem of REAs buying other REAs, uh, but on an accelerated basis, we're seeing more and more. Uh, scaled REAs grow by doing breakaway tuck-ins uh, inside of their firm, and, and we're excited to support you know that that type of uh, of growth uh, here at Dynasty as well. Great. That sounds fantastic, and I think that's about all we have time for today. So I'm going to say uh, thank you very much, Cheryl Penny from uh, Dynasty, for joining us. Um, quick aside, Cheryl, are you going to be up at uh, Tiburon up in Boston in May? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see if I get the invite. But if uh, if I do get the chance, hopefully I'll see That'd you there. That'd be fantastic. And thank you so much for joining us. This has been really uh, enlightening for our audience and uh, certainly a, an option worth exploring. So, Gerald Penny, thank you so much. Okay, and that's it for uh, this episode of Go RIA with Jeff and Chuck. Uh, again, I'm Chuck Fela, and I uh, would like to thank my co-host, Jeff Benjamin, and, of course, our producer, Angelica Hester, uh, for, for putting this all together today. It was fantastic. It was really great talking with uh, with Cheryl. Um, so as a reminder, this is really one part of a larger program or franchise, if you will, uh, called Go RIA, powered by Investment News. So we do have this podcast, which we're going to be bringing to you guys every couple of weeks. Uh, please look out for live streams uh, on, I believe it's going out on all the social media out there, but there'll be some announcements. And of course, we're going to continue with the webcast and some really great um, online content as well. Uh, if you have a chance, uh, hit us up, uh, both Jeff and myself, on LinkedIn uh, or your favorite social media. I'm sure we're on all of them. And uh, again, on behalf of Jeff, Angelica, and myself, thank you for joining us for Go RIA.